Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. It's going to be one incredible spring, one even better summer, one unbelievable fall. With Atlanta sports trips, there's a goal to take Atlanta and Georgia sports fans on the road to see their favorite teams play. You're a fan of the Bravos. You want to go with us to see the uh, good guys playing Wrigley Field. We have a trip for you August 4th, 5th, and 6th, which is a weekend. Picture Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Wrigley Field with one or two games options to see the Bravos and the Cubbies at Wrigley Field. A very cool meet and greet with Jeff Francoeur that's going to happen Saturday night after game two of that series. Overall, just a fabulous weekend. Now, there are also three Georgia trips up at atlsportstrips.com. A cool local trip bussing from Atlanta to Athens to see Georgia and the Gamecocks. A trip to Knoxville to see the Dogs in Tennessee. And a trip to Nashville, one of my favorite cities, to see Georgia play Vanderbilt. And we've got a Falcons trip planned for you. The Dirty Birds are going to be in New York against the Jets with a date to be determined. Atlanta United trip planned for you coming up Memorial Day weekend and a Georgia Tech trip to South Florida to see Miami. So you are covered. Everybody is in. All you have to do is book at atlsportstrips.com. A $99 deposit will guarantee your spot on any of the trips. Go to atlsportstrips.com today. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Matlana. I would be Matt or Matlana. I didn't give myself the nickname. I earned the nickname. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Matlana. It's that time again. Yes, baseball season is here. And the defending NLE's champions are going to try to run it back and find a second world championship in three years. So it's time for our Welcome to Matlana Brave season preview with one of my favorite guys, He's as in tune with the Braves as anybody you will find. He's Kevin McAlpin, part of the Braves Radio Network and 680 The Fan, who's kind enough to join me, K-Mac. Happy uh, baseball season. How are you? I'm Matt. I'm doing well. I'm ready to get back to work. I've, uh, I've got a lot of the stuff on the honey-do list accomplished this offseason, so now it's time to get back after it. <laughs> there are so many wonderful stories, uh, K-Mac, that we can start with. Let me give you one, though, that's it got a lot of attention when the move happened, but now it's sort of been – kind of pushed to the back burner. How much of a difference do you think we'll see with Sean Murphy now as the Braves starting catcher, if that means he starts four or five days a week? How much do you think we see the combo of the defense and the bat from Murphy? And that's the big thing, Matt, is his offensive numbers, I think, speak for themselves. But we've seen it a few times in spring training, his ability to limit the run game, which will be a big point of emphasis for a lot of teams this year with the bigger bases, with not being able to throw over and and keep runners on as much. Teams are going to want to run. And the Braves, I think, are a great example of a team that I think will be very aggressive on the bases. But his pop time, his ability to get the ball down to second base is unlike anything we've seen in this city in a long, long time. Uh, not taking anything away from guys who have been behind the plate. But when you see this guy, when you see his arm, his defense, to me, is probably the most impressive part of his game. Yeah, he's going to hit the ball out of the ballpark. He's going to be a guy that gets on base. But what he does defensively to help you try to cut down on runners taking 
an extra 90 or what is it, 88 and a half feet now on you with these bigger bases is going to be a big deal for this Braves uh, defensive uh, alignment. Okay, so let's talk about, uh, and I'm not going to use the word returning because he was back last year, but Ronald Acuna really wasn't back. Like, he was there, but we know Ronald was never really right. He wasn't comfortable, whether it was in the outfield, stopping and starting. Maybe that affected the offense, I don't know. But the takeaways from spring training, from the offseason, and even the short little stint we saw in the WBC, he looked a lot more like Ronald Acuna that we remember. Yeah, and that's that's sort of what we heard out of Snit a few times uh, from Northport is that, you know, Ronald came in, he's bouncing around, he looks great, he's healthy. And you're right, going back to last season, um, the legs just were never really under him uh, like he would have wanted. Uh, he played through it. You know, you saw him limping at times. You saw him trying to, you know, grind it out and play as much as he could. But they also had to sort of, you know, be smart with his playing time as well. He couldn't play every inning, every game. They had to, you know, DH him. They had to sit him at times. Um, so a normal offseason, the ability to, uh, you know, get himself back to 100%, I think will be huge. Uh, you know, playing in the World Baseball Classic. We saw some really good at-bats. He had some big moments for Venezuela. And he's had some really big swings for the Braves now that he's returned to Northport. So uh, I'm excited for not only him, but for Ozzy, for, for Charlie Morton, three guys who you think this time last year – they had big question marks around him. Like, they didn't have normal off seasons. They weren't able to, to work out with team personnel because of the lockout. Um, there's a lot of guys I think will benefit from the normal off season, and I do think Ronald is the best example of a guy that will, uh, you know, is primed to have another big season. I mean, look, he, he was an MVP uh, candidate, uh, you know, prior to the injury a couple of years ago. Uh, and I do expect him to get back to that form, and I, I expect to see – him very aggressive. He gets a single, Matt, he's going to be thinking about getting into scoring position uh, quicker than most of us are, are used to seeing from Ronald Acuna early in the year. I would agree. I mean, I, I don't think anything's off limits for Ronald when we talk about 30-30, 40-40 type seasons. If he's healthy, he can accomplish all of the above. Now, you mentioned a name there in Ozzie Albies, and I, and I say this a lot. I feel like Ozzie gets overlooked, whether it's the size, the amount of star power the Braves have, all of the above. And, and I'll give the Braves credit. They did a good job of filling Ozzy's shoes last season with Arcia and Grissom flip-flopping at times. But we know how special Ozzy can be, a healthy Ozzy for 155 games. So for those who have forgotten, remind them what we're getting out of Ozzy if he is the healthy Ozzy we've seen before. Well, I'll say this. I had a fun little tweet about, about a month ago. Uh, MLB Network put out their top 10 list of second basemen yeah. in Major League Baseball. Yep. And somehow, Matt, Ozzie Albies didn't make the top ten. And I said, did Ozzie Albies retire? Did I miss something here? Uh, I mean, look, this guy, when he is on, he is one of the best second basemen in the game. He's smooth defensively. He makes it look easy. He gets to, to balls that look like they're singles through the right side, and he's making diving plays in shallow right. Um, and let's not forget about what he can do on the bases as well. Uh, he told me at Braves Fest his goal uh, between him and Ronald is 100 stolen bases between the two of them. That might be a little bit lofty, but who knows with, with the way the new rules are. Yeah, I, I, these guys are going to be out there trying to do whatever they can to, to make things happen. But, yeah, look, he, he's, uh, he's such a special player. And, and to not be considered in the top ten, that to me was a, a real slap in the face. I'm not going to say he uses it as extra motivation or bulletin board material, but i got a feeling if MLB Network puts out that list again, say September or October, I got a funny feeling he's going to find a way to crack the top 10. He's just that good. And we know what he can do, switch hitter. Where does he fit in the lineup? 
those are questions that will be answered, you know, in the next couple of days when, when uh, the Braves get to D.C. But, uh, yeah, one of the better second basemen, not only in the National League, but in Major League Baseball. It's good to know that he's healthy, and I think he's in a really good spot going into opening day. Home field advantage exists in baseball. Insurance, too. Your local trusted choice independent insurance agents are active members of your community. They'll always have your back. Find a local auto, home, or business insurance agent at TrustedChoice.com. Folks, you just heard from Smoltzy, and you heard it from me as well. Clayton Rhodes and the Rhodes Group are my trusted choice for insurance agents. They've been my agent for a long time, and they serve all of Metro Atlanta. To get up to 10 auto insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes, visit Rhodes-Group.com slash churnoff today. That's Rhodes-Group.com slash churnoff. Well, the line of construction is going to be fascinating. I want to ask you about that in a minute. And I think a lot of this comes down to the next step for Michael Harris. Because I think Michael Harris is one of these guys, you could put him anywhere in the lineup. Like, he could hit leadoff for you. There's a chance he could be your number three hitter. He could hit second. He could hit six. But with a guy going into year two, there's always the fear of the league kind of getting a book on you. Maybe the regression is there a little bit, but Michael's so talented and the hit tool is so good Maybe he avoids that. What's your expectation in year two for Harris? You know, I liked him hitting two last year. Well, I'll say this. I'll go back even further. I liked him hitting at the bottom of the lineup. There was not a lot of teams that had a a guy uh, who ends up winning the rookie of the year batting ninth for you. That just shows you how how deep this lineup was a year ago. But I like the the times when we saw him hit two. I just thought that was a really, really good one-two punch to have at the top of your lineup. I'm curious, though. You know, you don't make a whole lot out of spring training lineups. But the Braves' final tune-up against the Red Sox on Tuesday had Acuna, Olsen, Riley, Ozuna, Harris, one through five. Then Albies, six, Darno seven, Rosario, and Arcia, eight and nine. So at the end of the day, I'm wondering how close that lineup looks like to what we could see on Thursday against Corbin and the Nationals. Um, you know, again, do you move guys around? Do you tweak it a little bit early on in the season? Absolutely. Uh, you want to get sort of a feel for it. And I'm sure Snit has done 10 or 12 different lineups uh, during spring training that he's toyed around with. But I think what you, you, know, what you saw, Braves, Red Sox, on that final Tuesday in spring training, that could be about as close to a maybe peek behind the curtain as what they're thinking, at least right now to start the season uh, against Alessi and Corbin. I mean, that's, that's pretty good with Acuna, Riley, Ozuna as three of your first four uh, against the lefty. That, that's, that's pretty darn good. Well, and the other part of this that we should all say, and you said the correct words right now, like, again, we make too much of lineup construction, and I'm guilty of it. It can move, you know, one week into the season, three weeks into the season. We saw it last year, to your point. I mean, we've seen Dansby hit nine and then move up to second. We saw Harris start down there and, and move up, and we've seen – a lot of the flip-flopping. What jumped out to me about the <laughs> spring training lineup was Marcel hitting four. And I'll be very clear. My bar is very low at this point for Marcel. So maybe he can overcome you know, what we all think he is at this point in career and be better. That's one to watch. Like if Marcel, and, and we'll follow it up even with Eddie, if either one of those guys, K-Mac, can be an above-average offensive player with what's around them in this lineup, then you have almost no holes. Right. And look, I don't know how often Marcel's going to put on a glove and go out and play left field. Ideal scenario, not very often. Uh, but look, at the end of the day, you go back to his numbers last year. And again, I know on a whole, Brave fans were rather underwhelmed by it. But 23 home runs 
is still 23 home runs. And if I can, even if it's a part-time player, which, you know, he, he was, what, he, 100 and maybe 20 games last year, and he gave me 23 home runs. And, he, and a lot of those times he was coming off the bench late in the season. So, you know, look, I, you'd like to see more consistency, but between him and, and what Rosario has done, and let's not forget Rosario was a 30 and 100 guy just a few years ago in Minnesota. So, you know, he's another guy that can, can really heat up. So, Top to bottom, if I'm trying to game plan for this lineup, uh, you know, it's it's really, really difficult because there aren't a lot of holes uh, in this lineup. So, yeah, there's swing and miss. There's guys that are going to strike out. That, that's going to happen. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, if I can get even – I'm not looking for 2021 postseason Eddie Rosario, but if I get, you know, 75% of that, and if I get somewhat close to what I had from Marcelo Zuna in 2020 when he went into the final weekend of the, of the COVID-shortened season with a chance to win a triple crown. I mean, my goodness, you're talking about just an absolutely stacked lineup, one through nine. Yeah, and I'd love that. But like I said, I'll set my bar at be above average offensive players. Yep. And when you have the rest of what's in this lineup, well, for example, let's talk about Matt Olson, who, who was Babe Ruth this spring. Which always makes me nervous. You don't want to waste those good numbers in spring, but, but he's looked great. I, I wonder if Matt now, in year two with the Braves, when he doesn't have an offseason like he had a year ago full of a trade, trade back home, as much as he tried to, to you know, pay attention to you're replacing Freddie, that's always human nature. And this offseason was just about him doing his normal stuff. There's a chance that Matt completely pops, and he had a good year statistically, but we know the peaks and valleys were there, K-Mac. Imagine if it's a more leveled-off, smooth metals and how good the numbers might be. Well, and I think the contract, too, when you start talking about, you know, coming over to a new situation and you're given, you know, a, just a gigantic extension to stick around, there's a lot of pressure. Now, whether he wanted to admit to it or not, I'm sure he was feeling some of that early on last year. But, uh, you know, again, look, I think uh, I agree with you. I think year two, he settled in. Um, he's comfortable in this group. I think, you know, he really gets along with his teammates. There's a lot going on. And, and let's not forget, too, he went from a team in Oakland that had zero expectations that to be a team that had anything to play for to a team that was trying to defend a World Series title. So, yeah, there was, there was a lot going on. And I think we forget at times these guys are not robots, right? They're, they're human, just like me and you. And I can't imagine what was going through Matt Olson's head this time last year with just everything that was going on with the trade, with the extension, with the new surroundings. Uh, I'm sure that the ticket request, he probably got a few more than he was used to getting uh, when he was playing out there in Oakland. So, yeah, year two of Matt Olson, I'm, I'm just – I'm right there with you. I'm really excited to see what kind of numbers he can build on. And, and if he inches maybe closer – to a 40-homer season than he did last season. I think, uh, Kevin, the good news about the Braves is there's so many individual guys we could take time to talk about. How odd would it be in a lot of baseball markets that we've done this preview now for 10 or 12 minutes and haven't gotten Austin Riley, who remains to <laughs> me one of the still more underrated players in the game. The last two years, MVP quality numbers. and it's you know I see these top 100 lists, and they're all subjective, and I understand that. But when I see him at number 18 or number 20, and, and my eyes tell me he's closer to a top 10 or 12 player, uh, then we, we do start taking guys for granted just how good Austin is. There is, is there another level to his game? I, 
I hope. I mean, goodness, if, if there is, we're in for a real special year. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think defensively there's still play, there's still areas for him to get better. Now, we talk about the new rules, and I think that Austin, uh, he's not going to get nearly the cardio he's used to getting from running out to shallow right field on those two-strike shifts. I mean, my goodness, I got tired watching him the last couple of years. Uh, but I do think his defense can continue to get better. I think he's still an, uh, an above-average defender, although some on Twitter will try to argue with me uh, that he's not a great defender. I, I think he's done a really good job and has gotten significantly better the last couple of years working with Wash, putting in that time, really you know, trying to make him an all-around player. He doesn't want to just be known as an offensive player. He wants to be known as a great third baseman as well. And so, yeah, I do think there's still room for him to improve. Offensively, I think the adjustments that they've made, the way they've worked with him, you know, some of the things that Chipper talked to him a couple of years ago about, trying to be a, a guy that uses all fields and not strictly a pull hitter. Um, I think you've seen him evolve as a hitter. Uh, but I do think you can continue to see him get better and better defensively as well. And, look, that'll be tested, right, because he's going to have to cover a little more ground over there uh, with Dansby being gone. He's not going to have the luxury of having a guy uh, like Swanson that can go get balls in the hole like he has. So I do think that at the end of the day, defense is where I look for him to continue to try to get better and better moving forward. Okay, Mac, I am really interested to see how the Braves are going to view the shortstop position. None of us saw the way it played out with Orlando Arcia winning the job and the yeah, it was supposed to be Vaughn, and then all of a sudden Braden's in the mix at the end, Shoemake, and then they're both sent down. All this is fluid. It could change. But do the Braves, if they feel like they have enough bats, and Orlando's picking it well at short, do they just make it a defense first position, or do you sense that we'll see two or three options throughout the year there? Yeah, I do think the defense is going to be the biggest area, right? Because both Grissom and Shoemake were hitting uh, at spring training. And again, I... I don't get overly excited. I've seen guys that look like Ted Williams down there, and I know you've been down there enough over the years that it's a little easy to get consumed with spring training numbers uh, when guys look like they're going really well. I think it's a defense-first position. And going back to what we talked about a few minutes ago, I think that this lineup is talented enough and deep enough where I don't need Orlando Arcia to hit me 25 home runs this year. I don't need him to be a guy that carries the load offensively. Yeah, you'd like to have that kind of production like you've gotten from Swanson over the years, uh, but I do think it's a defense-first position. The Braves have always put a lot of emphasis on shortstop being a defense position. I go back to a conversation I had with Chipper. It was my first spring training down here, Matt. It was 2012. And remember, there was a guy by the name of Tyler Pastor Nicky who yes. was named your opening day shortstop <laughs> ahead of Andrelton Simmons. You remember that? And that, that experiment didn't, didn't last all that long. But, but the reason I tell you that is because I talked to Chipper, and his locker was right near Tyler's in the clubhouse. And he said, look, I've told him, I don't need you to hit. I don't. I need you to catch the ball. I need you to make the plays defensively. Look at this lineup. Look at everybody else in this room. We'll take care of the offense. You take care of your defense. And obviously we know that it didn't work out on either side of the ball for Tyler. And then Angelton Simmons comes up and the rest was history for a few years. But again, I do think that's a defense position and they're not going to look to Orlando to be a guy that gives them a ton of, of offense. Whatever you get will be great, but that's a defense first position to me. All right. Let's talk about the pitching. Uh, we, we know what Max Freed is at this point. He's just, he's a horse. He's an ace. He's what yeah. you want at the top of your rotation. What I love about Max is what he, what he talks about in the offseason, he keeps adding, right? He wants to keep adding to the arsenal. Now he's got a third and a fourth pitch. He can still hit the, the 96, 97 on the gun, but he knows he doesn't have to rely on it. And I bet he has a little extra chip 
because just out of the bum luck award to be sick when he got sick late in September, mm-hmm. to not get right for the postseason, as if Max needs more fuel, K-Mac, I get the idea that's going to spur him a little bit more. I do too. And, you know, look, he, he's he's not a guy that shows a ton of emotion uh, on the mound. You don't know if he's up 10 nothing or down 10 nothing when he's pitching. Uh, he just goes out there and he's just dialed in, man. And he continues every year to get better and better and better. Cy Young runner-up. I mean, this is a guy that uh, is one of the best. Heck, you've heard uh, guys around the game, his peers say he might be the best lefty in all of Major League Baseball. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that going back a few years ago when he started using that slider more, Look, that was huge for him. Look, you know he had the big breaking ball, but to mix in a slider that comes from the same spot and reacts completely differently, I think that was just – hitters were having enough trouble against him. Now they have even a harder time against him. So I just think he's learned how to pitch. I think he's, he knows his strengths. I think he, he – like you said, he tries to get better. He wants to get better and better every year. Um, I don't know how much better he can get. I mean, he's, you know, he's done everything you've asked him to do and then some over the years. But I'm with you. I do think – how things played out at the end of the year. He wasn't well. It looked like he had lost some weight. He just, he wasn't Max Freed. And I, I don't expect a repeat performance come Thursday. Um, I think you're going to see a guy who's really focused, really dialed in. And he's still, like, he's still in his 20s, but he's like the veteran of the staff now, right? I mean, we know Charlie Morton is obviously being, uh, being the, the elder statesman. But, you know, Max, he's still relatively young. But, boy, he's, a, he's experienced so much and he's done so much and he's won so much early in his career that he feels like he's so much older than he is when you actually look at his bio on his baseball reference page. Well, he's, he's added so much though to the resume. World Championship, three silver sluggers, three gold gloves, the all-star appearance, like all of it. And I think he's got the most wins, tied for the most wins in baseball now over the last four years in a time when nobody wins games. So yeah, the, the bona fides are there. Let me ask you about the two young guys. Let's talk about Strider and, and Wright. Uh, Spencer was just I, I mean you couldn't take your eyes off the stuff because we know the strikeout stuff is there the development's got to come to adding another pitch and doing those things you expect out of a lot of pitchers what would you sense in in his second full season his first real full from the beginning but what would you sense out of spencer what we're going to see throughout this year as now maybe the number two guy in this rotation yeah and what we saw from him over the weekend on sunday in his final spring tune-up was uh, it was a mid-season form. You know, the thing I like about him, Matt, is that it's easy gas, right? He, he's not out there. He doesn't look like he's really max efforting to throw 101. It just looks like it's so free and easy when it comes out. So, um, you know, I, I think the fact that you don't see him really, you know, laboring to hit triple digits, uh, that's a scary thought for opponents around the National League East. Um, but, yeah, I do think, you know, look, he's been so good as a two-pitch pitcher. Uh, you know, the, the thought of adding a third one, uh, is, is, I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine how much better he could get, but he's so thorough. He's so well-documented. Uh, he's got a journal. He, he'll go out and, and play catch and come in and start writing things down in his journal, things that he noticed or things he's trying to work on. It really is amazing for a guy who's as young as he is to be that detail-oriented, and I think that's a big reason why he was so successful a year ago. So uh, I think the confidence level is at an all-time high. I think that uh, he's got a really good head on his shoulders, uh, and I think that, uh, he, again, another guy who's so uh, more you know mature than his age would tell you on the birth certificate. So, um, yeah, I mean, what he did last year was incredible to see. And, and the, the, the numbers that he put up 
doing it in, in you know, less than a full season, 202 strikeouts in 131 innings. Uh, the sky's the limit for this young man. If he can stay healthy, he's got a chance to put together a, a really, really remarkable season this year. It's going to be one incredible spring, one even better summer, one unbelievable fall. With Atlanta sports trips, there's a goal to take Atlanta and Georgia sports fans on the road to see their favorite teams play. You're a fan of the Bravos. You want to go with us to see the uh, – Good guys playing Wrigley Field. We have a trip for you August 4th, 5th, and 6th, which is a weekend. Picture Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Wrigley Field with one or two games options to see the Bravos and the Cubbies at Wrigley Field. A very cool meet and greet with Jeff Francoeur that's going to happen Saturday night after game two of that series. Overall, just a fabulous weekend. Now, there are also three Georgia trips up at atlsportstrips.com. A cool local trip bussing from Atlanta to Athens to see Georgia and the Gamecocks. A trip to Knoxville to see the Dogs in Tennessee. And a trip to Nashville, one of my favorite cities, to see Georgia play Vanderbilt. And we've got a Falcons trip planned for you. The Dirty Birds are going to be in New York against the Jets with a date to be determined. Atlanta United trip planned for you coming up Memorial Day weekend and a Georgia Tech trip to South Florida to see Miami. So you are covered. Everybody is in. All you have to do is book at atlsportstrips.com. A $99 deposit will guarantee your spot on any of the trips. Go to atlsportstrips.com today. Uh, let me ask you about Kyle Wright, who will start the season on the IL. It doesn't sound like the Braves are super concerned, but I always, I'm a little uh, tentative anytime somebody's offseason or spring training gets messed with because we know these guys are creatures of, of habit. What would you think this delay does to Kyle and – off a breakout year of 21 wins and a low three ERA, what would we expect uh, in 2023? Yeah, I think it's really I'm, – I'm excited to see Kyle this year um, and how he builds off of last season. Look, nobody, and I mean nobody, even Kyle Wright, nobody envisioned him going out there and leading all the Major League Baseball with 21 wins. It just – it wasn't supposed to happen. Um, but it's sort of a, a testament to all the hard work that he put in the year before to go down to AAA, to work on his mechanics, to work on repeating his delivery, to work on his confidence, all of the above. And so, yeah, I don't think it's a, a major setback for him. Had a little bit of the shoulder discomfort. He got the cortisone shot. I think it's the smart thing to do. Matt, it's a long season, man. It, it's a six-month grind. And if it means he misses a start or two in the end of March and early April – but he's good to go for the whole year, and, and he's where he needs to be come the postseason. I'm totally fine with it. I think it's the smart thing to do. And, and the Braves have really always erred on the side of caution. Like, hey, if we can give this guy a few extra days, let's do it. Let's be smart about this. So uh, it won't be long into the regular season that we do see Kyle. But, man, I just think that the you know what he accomplished, I'm sure there was an aha moment in December sitting around, you know, probably – uh, having a having a cocktail by the fireplace near Christmas where he just it probably hit him and he realized wow can you believe what I just did this past season uh, but it was fun man it was it was great to see him come along and and uh, really I think a lot of folks had written him off and boy he turned that narrative very very quickly last season to me I got more excited about Kyle Wright starts than anybody last year just knowing how he was building on it every five days. So um, it's not a major setback. It, it's a small bump in the road for him. And I think from a confidence standpoint, he should be the most confident guy walking into that clubhouse knowing what he did last season. Well, and he took it to the postseason as well. He had a great start against the Phillies in that uh, the short series in the NLDS. Uh, uh, the Charlie Morton contract surprised me a little bit. I kind of thought this was the time the Braves were going to move on, and I heard Alex's rationale of – the, the numbers and the spin rate and the velo and all the things that they liked about Charlie were there and they thought a full healthy offseason 
as opposed to when he broke the ankle, would make the difference. I hope that's the case. I do have some reservations, though, of, of whether they've pushed the Charlie thing maybe one year too far. Yeah, and I know that you know all the talk the last few years has been he's gotten better since he hit 30. Like, every year he's improved. Um, look, if a guy like Charlie, and I know that the price tag is, is steep with $20 million, but if that's my number four, or who knows, if a guy like Schuster does anything, or Dodd does anything like they've done in spring training, Charlie Morton could be your number five. Now, again, I know $20 million for a number five is a lot of money to spend, but he's a great guy to have in the clubhouse. Uh, he's a veteran leader. He's experienced so much. Snit says it all the time. A guy like Charlie Morton brings instant credibility uh, in the clubhouse. You know, if you're a Jared Schuster, if you're a Dylan Dodd, you better be pulling up a chair next to a guy like Charlie Morton to see how he reinvented himself and extended his big league career almost another decade. I mean, when you think about it. So, you know, this, I, I think that uh, I was surprised as well. I was with you. I couldn't believe it. I thought I thought last year would probably be the end of the road for, for Charlie Morton. But, you know, I, I, what we said with Acuna, what we said with Albies, it all is, is um, the same and applicable to, to Charlie Morton as well. Full, healthy, normal offseason. Uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that, again, a guy that I'm not counting on to be my ace of staff uh, can really uh, give me a big boost at the bottom half for, you know, bottom maybe potentially all the way at the bottom of my starting rotation going into the year home field advantage exists in baseball insurance too your local trusted choice independent insurance agents are active members of your community they'll always have your back find a local auto home or business insurance agent at trustedchoice.com Folks, you just heard from Smoltzy and you heard it from me as well. Clayton Rhodes and the Rhodes Group are my trusted choice for insurance agents. They've been my agent for a long time and they serve all of Metro Atlanta. To get up to 10 auto insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes, visit Rhodes-Group.com slash churnoff today. That's Rhodes-Group.com slash churnoff. Uh, let's finish up by playing the guessing game with Ian Anderson and Mike Soroka. A lot of it will come down to health. A lot of it will come down to performance at triple a do you have an expectation for either one uh, i have zero expectations for mike soroka and i don't say that in a mean way um until i see that he can stay healthy and he can be on the field and he can you know pitch every five days i don't really know how much i can put as far as faith you know into a guy like soroka i love him he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet you've dealt with him over the years you know how how polite of a young man he is I have no expectations for, for Mike Soroka. Um, I would love to see him get back, be healthy, be able to contribute, whether it's in the pen or whether it's in the rotation. Uh, I just I don't know what to expect at all from him. Now, Ian Anderson uh, adding another pitch, you know, maybe that's a turning point for him as well. We go back and we talk about Max Fried when he added the slider. What a lift that was. To me, I don't think it's about stuff when it comes to Ian Anderson. I think it's between the ears. I think it's confidence. I think it's just knowing that he has the ability because he's been so good in the postseason. That's the hardest time to pitch is in October when the games mean the most and when the lights are the brightest. So I have more faith and more confidence in Ian Anderson to turn it around uh, than I do right now for Soroka. And I hope that five months from now we're having the same conversation and you're going, remember when you, you put no faith in him and he went out there and carved against the Mets late in September? That would be awesome to see. But until I see it, until I know that he can go out there in five days, I, I, I have to just sort of play the waiting game. But uh, my fingers are crossed. I hope that he can do it because if there's ever a guy to root for, Matt, you know as well as I do, Michael Soroka is the guy you want to pull for. Oh, no. Listen, what he's been through, 100% agreement yeah. with you. Let's finish up quickly on the bullpen. We know Alex 
probably made a pivot in 2019 when he made the three additions at that deadline with Martin and Green and Melanson that, I mean, he was going to overload the pen since then, and he's hopefully done it again. There's no guarantees. Rysel Iglesias will start on the IL, but they made some smaller moves for Joe Jimenez and Lucas Lichty. They bring back Dylan Lee and Colin McHugh and A.J. Minters. Just a lot there. Uh, compare this bullpen to the, some of the pens we've seen the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I think it's still a really, really solid pen. And I think that, uh, you know, the development of A.J. Minter over the last few years, becoming a guy that, you know, a lot of fans wanted to run out of town to a guy that you trust as much as anybody when that bullpen door swings open. Colin McHugh, I'm a big fan of his as well. Um, I think both those guys can really help hold down the fort late in games until Iglesias gets back. And similar to Kyle Wright, I don't think it's going to be a lengthy stay on the IL uh, for Rysel. And, and the numbers, my goodness, that he put up last year. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of folks talking about running people out of town, wanted to run Kenley Jansen out of town, but Smith stuck with him with Iglesias as mostly the setup guy. So uh, I do think that him moving into that closers role, having him for the next few years is really exciting. Uh, and again, fingers crossed, it's not a lengthy stint on the IL, but I do think they feel like they have the depth. They can cover the ninth inning until he gets back. And once he does, uh, if he's anywhere close to what he was last year, uh, again, you talk about six, seven, eight, nine, the ability to shorten ball games. You have a lead after five or six with this pen, more times than not, you're going to feel pretty good about shaking hands, shaking hands at the end of the night. So as long as the health is there, okay, Mac, and that's one thing we can never predict, but as long as the health is there, we, we all agree this is a World Series contending club. Uh, the division certainly is going to be a bear with the Mets and the Phillies still there, but I mean, there's no reason this team isn't playing in October, and at that point you hope that they're healthy and not dealing with some of the stuff they dealt with with Max and Strider, but right, this is a deep October type of a baseball team. Matt, what scares me is that I was doing a lot of reading this morning. And I oh, was that's a new story. I like that. It, 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 well, there was a lot of pictures. There was a oh, lot of photos. So I, I didn't have to read a whole lot. But <laughs> I was going through a lot of the, of the preseason predictions and projections. And I don't know about you, man, but I'm a little scared. I'm a little worried because I had three different publications that told me that the Atlanta Braves are going to win the World Series this year. Uh, I don't like that. When they, when they say that you're the team that's going to do it, because more times than not, that's not the one that wins. Uh, but I, 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 there's a lot of uh, folks that are, are just praising the lineup and how deep the team is and how good the defense is and how solid the pen is. And there's not a lot of holes on this team. So, yeah, I, I'm cautiously optimistic knowing how many people are picking the Braves. Uh, but, boy, it, it, it shows you how far we've come the last five, six years where a team that wasn't even expected to be a postseason team is now a perennial World, world Series contender. And that's the tip of the cap to Alex and his entire crew for, for putting the, the stock in this team. And let's not forget, it's also a, a nod to the fans as well, Matt, for coming out 3.1 million through the gates last season. Big reason why they can spend the money, give out the contracts they do for this team. So you, the fans out there, are as big a part of this as anybody. And, uh, yeah, yeah, this is – there's no more – yeah, winning the division's great. You know, winning the East well, is fun. It was a lot of fun last year. You and I had a lot of fun with our friends in New York, our new oh, yeah. friends in New York. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's not about winning the division anymore. It's about winning World Series, and that's what this team's out to do again here in 2023. Kevin McAlpin will be a big part of the coverage. Braves Radio Network, uh, also on the flagship on 680 The Fan each and every morning with Atlanta Braves Today, the Braves Clubhouse Report on Wednesdays. So it's time for him to get back to work. And, and leave Baby Shark to somebody else now to take care of. <laughs> K-Mac, it's a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, as always. Thank you, Matthew. Pleasure was all mine. 
Thanks, everybody, so much for taking the time to listen to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. Thanks to our producer, Matt Lear, for his assistance with the program. He's the glue that keeps the operation running. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Atlanta. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. 